best part of waking up is having hope in your cup. I'm Stephanie Winslow, and thank you for coming to Cup of Hope podcast. Uh, it's my privilege and honor to be with you. Thank you so much for stopping by the channel, and I know that you will find hope in your cup to be full and overflowing as you dig into the Word of God with us in uh, study and also in prayer. So grab your cup and let's fill it up with the hope that God has in store for us. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. Let's lift up our cups together today and ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us through the power of your Word. As we sit in scripture day by day, we get to be built up in Christ, get to be built up in strength and peace and comfort and joy and hope and all of the necessary tools for thriving in this life. I believe that God doesn't want us to just survive, but he really wants us to thrive here on earth and uh, in the the new heaven and the new earth that are to come but here we it's our it's our practicing ground it's it's us getting to know the person of jesus so that when we are on the other side when the new heaven and the new earth have come then we will even rejoice all the more because we are uh, intimately familiar with jesus and with our father god and know them and are awaiting that i find that the more um it seems as as the years go by and I, i'm about to turn 40 um but as the years have gone by and just walking through difficult seasons of life god is using those things in my life to make me less connected to the things of this earth that i'm less i i care less <laughs> about the things of this world i care less about um you know the possessions i care less about the, the trivial things of that are happening here and i'm impressed more and my hunger is for more a greater sense of of this eternal life with Jesus where there is no more pain no more sorrow no more suffering no more tears no more um no more trick trickery <laughs> no more deception um no no more no more of a lot of the things that we're having to walk through and deal with and um but God is gracious in this time to to give us a, a taste of what heaven will be like and when we look around and we experience the beauty of relationships we experience the beauty of creation and we experience uh, the fullness of god as as we read about his character in in um in the bible it just helps us to see and and have a hunger for a deeper relationship with him and what our future in heaven will be like uh in the in the new heaven and new earth um, we're going to continue this week talking about uh, telling the truth when it's easier to tell a lie. And we're going to talk about three different characters this week, starting in the New Testament, looking at Zacchaeus. 
this is one of my probably my favorite stories and I think it was always had a special place uh, in my heart because my brother's name was Zach and his name is Zach Zacchaeus um, and so I, I think I always just enjoyed this story more also Zacchaeus was a short man short lady here so we have something in common um, but I also think that I can see myself in this story and I'm guessing that you can too or at least this story will gives you um, peace and comfort to know that no matter what we have done in our lives that Jesus still redeems that he still uh, he can he can cover over any sin he can meet with the notorious sinner as we're gonna read about um, and he'll come to our house and, and he will set all things right. And I'm just so grateful for this story that makes Jesus so relatable. Um, it makes all of the things that we have done in our lives um, able to be washed away. And Jesus will, will step into that circumstance and situation. He will step into our lives in the middle of our sin. He doesn't wait for us to get all cleaned up and prettied up. He didn't wait for Zacchaeus to, to get his life right in order and to, you know, he, he didn't even ask him to do something. Uh, Zacchaeus just, he repaid all of his debts on his own. But let's read this story. Um, um, it's verses 1 through 10. I'm going to just kind of bullet point a few things as we go through and then read some of the, this, the passages. In verses 1 and 2, we find that Jesus was going to Jericho here. He went to Jericho. And as he was there, uh, there was a tax collector uh, named Zacchaeus who had become very wealthy. Now, if you can equate this to our modern day times, it would be like a, a government employee who was making a, a regular wage um, becoming very wealthy at his job. So we know that there is a, a lot of deception. There's a lot of scamming that's happening. There's a lot of kind of behind the scenes dealing and wheeling and dealing that allowed Zacchaeus to become rich and wealthy because his government salary, his t being a tax collector, would not have in and of itself given him the ability to be a wealthy man. So, and then in verse 3 and 4, we see that Jesus was, was coming into town and Zacchaeus wanted to take a look, but he was too short to see Jesus. So he runs ahead and climbs up into a sycamore tree. In verse 5, it says this, When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus, called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. He called him by name, and there was a sense of urgency with Jesus. Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home. Zacchaeus, of course, had a choice to like be fearful and run away. Uh, he had a choice that he could have just ignored like who what who Zacchaeus pretended he he could have done a lot of 
things, but he did. He, in verse 6, we say that he quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his, his house with great excitement and joy. With great excitement and joy. In verse 7, it says, But the people were displeased. He had gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. The people in the town thought of, of all the people in this town. He picks the most notorious sinner, Zacchaeus, the one who, who had the most grave level of, of sin in their mind, in their eyes, that he was the one who was stealing from all the people of the town of course, Zacchaeus was not a, known as a man who others wanted to hang out with. They were angry at him for having stolen from them, from having taken more than was due. And they grumbled. It says the people of the town grumbled that Jesus asked to go to Zacchaeus's house. In verse 8, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. And Lord, if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back as much as four times more. Did Jesus say anything to him that we know of in, these, in this verse, in the scripture? It said that the people were grumbling. The, all Jesus said was, I want to be a guest in your house, Zacchaeus Come quickly, come down. I want to be a guest in your house. Zacchaeus comes down, the people grumble, and the next thing we know is that Zacchaeus is standing before the Lord and telling him, Lord, I want to give back half of my wealth to the poor. And then on top of that, those who I have cheated, I'm going to give a, um, four times more, as much as four times more that I've cheated from them, I will give back to them. This is what a moment with Jesus can do for us, can do in our lives. It is, he sets all things right. He sets things in order. He, he, he brings about a, a level of repentance that restores what's been broken it restores it brings healing it brings um brings about peace to places that have been destroyed and broken just as he did in zacchaeus's world in this moment in, in this town of jericho restoration was coming to this town because of one man's transformation in verse 9 and 10, Jesus says, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus went into the town of Jericho that day to seek and save the one who was lost. And he sought and saved Zacchaeus, this one man who, with his heart being transformed, would in, in turn be able to transform and restore and set an order, set a new order of living and for life, a new standard, a new um, way of, of living life because one man's life was changed. 
he chose Zacchaeus on purpose. He chose Zacchaeus, the one who had caused so much harm and so much frustration, so much pain, so much wounds to his whole town. He had stolen, he had taken what didn't belong to him, and he allowed this one man's heart that was changed to then turn around and be a blessing and an abundant blessing on those around him, giving back four times what he had taken. He gave half of what he had, his wealth to the poor. One man who had been this this place of, um, that, where he w- was more concerned about himself and taking, he was driven by money. He was driven by accumulating for himself here on earth. He was, his heart and his desire for money let, allowed him or, or gave him the desire to steal from other people, to take what wasn't his, to lie and steal and cheat. He was driven by his desire for money. He had this unquenchable desire for money until his unquenchable desire was met by the one man who could quench his desire with the living water, the living water of Jesus Christ. He, when he had the encounter with Jesus, he recognized that all this that he was storing and hoarding up for himself here on earth was meaningless. It was meaningless. And so he was had the desire then to turn it over, to hand it over, to be open-handed with it, to, to give him of himself, give of the things that he had he had um, collected for himself, that he had stored up for himself, that he had taken because of his hunger for money and give it back to those who it belonged to and even more than that. Money drove Zacchaeus to steal, to swindle, to deceive. But a moment with Jesus satisfied that longing of his heart that all of the money in the world that he would have accumulated, all of the deceiving, all of the stealing, none of it would have satisfied. But one moment with Jesus, and Jesus didn't even ask him to do anything. He didn't ask anything of Zacchaeus. He gave it up willingly on his own because that encounter with Jesus, the, the fact that Jesus saw him, called him by name, wanted to be a guest in his home when everyone else in the town despised him. That one encounter with Jesus changed everything for not only Zacchaeus, but for all of Jericho. For all of Jericho. Through one man, Jesus Christ, a man's heart was changed. And through that one man, an entire town was blessed. That's a beautiful story of redemption, a beautiful story of of peace, a beautiful story of of this heart that was so transfixed, so fixated on, um, on money, on wealth, on possession, on swindling and cheating. His heart was changed in an instant. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for the story of Zacchaeus. I thank you 
that we get to see your character in this story, Father. I thank you that it just, in one moment, Lord, the story of Zacchaeus' heart was changed. Lord, I know that just one moment with you will change all, everything. One moment with you can change everything in our lives, God. I thank you for that. Father God, I pray that if any of us have a desire that we're, we're seeking money and we're, we, it, it leads us to places that are unhealthy, it leads us to places that you would not desire for us where we're maybe uh, choosing money over uh, relationship, we're choosing money over a time with family, we're choosing money over things that are not of you, Father God. I pray that you would set our minds and hearts right. Father God, I pray that you would give us a right mind, that you would give us clarity, that we'd have an encounter with you today, that you would expose any areas of our life where we have been deceptive, where we have taken things that don't belong to us because we want uh, to feel secure for ourselves. God, I pray that that security that we're seeking here, that we believe that money can, can satisfy, Father God, I pray that you would change our hearts and our minds and our lives. Right now in this moment, Lord, would you free us from the chains that money can have on us, Lord. Father God, may we not desire to store up treasures here on earth where moth, moth and, and rust can destroy but help us to store up treasures in heaven where nothing can cause them to be destroyed, Father God. They are in your safe protection. Father God, I pray over my brothers and sisters today that you would give us a heart and mind to seek and pursue after you. I thank you that, that you come to the most notorious of sinners like us and through the story of Zacchaeus that we would know that you can meet us in our deepest place of need, our deepest areas of sin in our lives and, and you are not shocked, you're not afraid to go there and that in fact you died for us on the cross for all of those sins. And Lord, may we not carry around shame for those sins but may we lay it all at your cross knowing that you've already died for it. I thank you, God, for all of these things, Lord. And as your word in the story of Zacchaeus was sent out, Lord, today, would it produce fruit in the hearts and minds of those who would choose to hear it and listen, Lord Jesus. May your word plant seeds and transform hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed, be well, and I will see you back here on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Blessings to you, Cup of Hope family. I hope to see you tomorrow as we join back together on Cup of Hope. If you're in need of more hope or more resources, you're looking for something to read or dig into uh, to find out more about God, you can go to my website, stephaniewinslow.com, stephaniewinslow.com, and find more helpful resources there. Blessings, Cup of Hope family, and we'll see you tomorrow.